Welcome to the Cumberland River Compact's River Talks podcast. By listening, you are becoming a part of our River Talks community. We're so excited to have you. River Talks are recorded live in Nashville, Tennessee at the Cumberland River Compact's River Center. Today we'll hear from Hal Clark with CSDG, who is leading the master plan for River North in Nashville, Tennessee. River North is Nashville's newest riverfront development, bringing the Cumberland River into the spotlight for those that work, live, and play in the area. The Cumberland River is historically a working river with a riverfront area that reflects those industries. As the city grows, we're seeing more intentional focus on highlighting the natural beauty of the Cumberland River alongside the city's growth. We hope you enjoy hearing from Hal Clark with the Planning and Landscape Architecture Group of CSDG on an update of the master plan for River North. Well, I really appreciate it. It's a packed house. Um, I think this is a uh, a, a testament to how exciting some of this riverfront development stuff is. Um, we're just one of those next developments uh, in, a, in a list uh, that we just heard of all these exciting developments that are, that are happening in our city uh, and it's about time, right? So uh, I think it's all very exciting. I, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you guys today because there's a there's a, there has been a lot of activity, a lot of things have happened since uh, the last time, uh, especially the last time I was uh, up in front of a group like this talking. So uh, it's very exciting to, to share with you an update on, on what's going on, uh, maybe some, some snippets of, of our progress to date, and uh, share some exciting things that are happening uh, uh, as we speak. Uh, for River North. So just to orient you a little bit in case uh, someone doesn't really uh, know much about where the project is, uh, River North is essentially, uh, I always use Top Golf as a, as a landmark because most people know where that is, but it's, it's essentially uh, 104 acres um, just basically uh, south of Top Golf. And so you can kind of see uh, on the map kind of where uh, the interstate and the river, Jefferson Street Bridge, and the, and the interstate come back around. So when we started working on this project uh, two or three years ago, it was really evident that uh, there was an incredible opportunity uh, for our city on the east bank of the river. Uh, this is a, uh, an updated version of the overall master plan. Uh, this is uh, the 104 acres uh, that we were just uh, talking about, um, and this is a this is a document that's uh, basically evolved for two years. Um, we've gone through uh, some initial land planning studies. We've gone through through the for the city planning uh, in, in here in town, uh, and uh, there's a there's. Now we're into the first phase of the actual development, which uh, I'm excited to share a little bit about what's actually happening now. You know, this is a really big vision. This is uh, almost twice as uh, big as uh, the Gulch, just to give you kind of a context uh, of, of how uh, impactful this new urban waterfront district can be. So uh, this is a, 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 a shot of the overall master plan. Uh, that we're building from. Um, what I'd like to share with you today is a little bit more about the phase one 
uh, of, the, of the overall master plan, uh, kind of what the developers are thinking, uh, what exciting things we're under design with, uh, and then uh, we'll open it up for some, some questions. But um, essentially, uh, this is the first phase. This is that uh, uh, 40 acres, uh, give or take, of the first phase of the development. Um, planned for a multitude of uses, uh, mixed use in nature, of course, um, and really planning this to be a, uh, a place where people live and, and work and recreate uh, and, and shop. So uh, the, the plan is for this to be use environment uh, and so <clears throat> there are a lot of uh, interesting things about this phase one that I'll go through. It's essentially 40 acres. Um, we're in the process uh, as we speak uh, over the last several months of uh, producing a set of construction drawings for the site infrastructure. Those uh, infrastructure drawings are uh, in uh, to the metro agencies and they're under review as we speak. Cross your fingers, we'll be uh, moving through that process very soon. Uh, the infrastructure part of this project, uh, the developers are anxious to get started. But for, uh, the new public streets, uh, all new public utilities, as you can imagine, um, uh, a site this big uh, that was largely industrial in nature, uh, has a lot of upgraded utilities and infrastructure to be required. And then, of course, uh, a, uh, a, a, an organization and a framework of walkable and bikeable uh, streetscapes. And so this infrastructure package um, was uh, submitted several months ago, so we're anxiously awaiting the approvals of those. So the next piece of this, um, I think the, probably the most interesting part of this entire project to the, the, the people in the room uh, are probably the riverfront, right? The waterfront. Uh, that's one of the most uh, exciting pieces of this entire thing. These urban districts kind of happen all over the place, but very few, uh, especially in Nashville right now, very few of these new developments are able to happen on the river. So. Um, the, the uh, connectivity of this site was very important to the master plan and one of the first uh, pieces of this connectivity that we're excited about is the pedestrian bridge that's currently in schematic design that uh, basically extends from uh, our site on the east side of the river over to Germantown. So this is a, a, a really exciting piece of this. Um, Obviously, it connects Germantown to uh, essentially to East Nashville, and that's how we've been thinking about it. Um, is uh, is is really connecting this neighborhood, and we'll talk about it in a, in a little more detail in a second. But uh, connecting our project basically connects uh, East Nashville, Katy Hill, some of the other East Bank properties to Germantown, and vice versa. So uh, that connectivity was really important. And then, of course, uh, we'll, in this first phase, um, there's a riverfront park uh, component to it. But um, I'm going to go back real quick, and I'm going to show you uh, the riverfront park. And just so you kind of have it in context, it's planned uh, an entire linear riverfront park 
along the river. And just to give you a little, uh, a little uh, context here, that's over a mile of riverfront. So you can imagine what opportunities can be realized along the river in different phases of development. Uh, so in its entirety, this is a really impactful opportunity for park space and open space on the river. The first phase of that park is actually uh, about four acres. And so you can kind of see uh, in the diagram, we'll get into it a little more, but the first phase of that park is essentially connecting that pedestrian bridge over and creating uh, a nice linear public space on the river. Um, so if you guys have not been uh, to the site, um, it's a very interesting piece of property. Um, so you, you, can, you can imagine the industrial nature of some of these properties. It's a, there's a lot of warehouse uh, buildings and a lot of pavement. So the opportunity, you can kind of see these buildings are uh, operated currently by a company called Cherokee Marine. And um, so they are, they are working buildings that will, are exiting out um, over the next uh, short period of time. But um, the, the, one of the exciting pieces of this uh, project is this uh, building here uh, on the waterfront that is planned to remain. And, and that was a big piece uh, of the architecture, and we, we'll talk about it a little more in a second, but being able to keep a building like that to, to do an adaptive reuse project on a building that has that kind of relationship to the water uh, is very seldomly seen here in town right now. So, um, so I think when we started envisioning this project, everyone was um, in agreement, violent agreement as they say, that this building here should stay and it should be a real centerpiece to everything that's going on in phase one. So that's what, that's what uh, the architects are working through now. Uh, but you can see uh, some of this um, site uh, is um, pretty industrial, to say the least. So there, there's uh, some exciting uh, features on the site, perhaps, though. Uh, and those are uh, little overlooks that exist now that you can literally go to the edge of the river uh, and, and experience it. Um, there's uh, the cranes that unload the barges actually use these overlooks now. So those are, uh, those are really great elements to include and design around in, in some of the stuff that we're doing now. But you can kind of see by, uh, by this little breakdown that right now in that 3.8 acre park, 62% of that area that, we're, that I just showed you uh, is covered in concrete, asphalt, and gravel. So there's a great opportunity that we're talking with stormwater uh, management about and with parks about is, you know, I, I know you guys are familiar with DPAVE. So this is DPAVE uh, in, in its greatest uh, uh, sense, right? 
So we're, we're, we're excited to uh, open some of that up, revegetate some of that, uh, and, and really create a great open space on the water. Here's another shot of, uh, of the views that, that you can see of the downtown skyline and how much uh, this park right here, the par this part of the park, is associated with uh, this riverfront building. So you guys can all understand why we're so excited about this building. When we were talking about this recreation piece, I'm going to go through some, some slides really quickly to give you a background of kind of our thought process as we uh, went through the programming of this phase one. And then the first, the first thing we ha uh, took, take a, took a look at was who in the city we were impacting or would be impacted by this project. And, you know, we're really defining our audience. And, and the way we started looking at this, we members to pull some data and really start looking at who our audience was, is, and will be. Uh, and uh, uh, just in terms of the standard uh, drive time, uh, like a 10-minute drive, a five-minute drive, um, I think I got a little happy with my clicker there. But um, you can start to see how many people have access to this. Now, I don't know how long ago these estimates were done, but uh, traffic right now in town <laughs> is probably uh, a little different drive times than this. But um, to try to figure out how many people had uh, access to the site, and you can see, you know, under, over 173,000 people are within that 10-minute drive. And then, of course, uh, we always like to to see what the walking traffic, what the what the radius of walking um, audience would be. So, right now, I'll show you in a second that uh, it's very. We're 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 not uh, in a great spot connectivity-wise uh, right now at River North. So the walking accessibility and connectivity is not that great. So that's one of the big things we're working on. But you can see uh, the, the five-minute walk versus the 10-minute walk. Uh, and we start to get a feel for, um, mostly from a, re a recreation standpoint at least, how these people are going to be using, how many uh, uh, people we, we in the crowd of, of pedestrians and bikes uh, do we really have access to. So you can see that we found out really quickly that we were kind of on an island. You know, we were very disconnected from uh, really all of the neighborhoods that are around us. Uh, the river obviously is a barrier. The interstates and the bridges are the other barrier. Uh, they were very, there's very little connectivity in and out of the site. So what we started working through was, okay, how do we improve that? How do we connect back to our audience? How do we give people access to this great project, vice versa, in and out, right? So uh, we started looking at the opportunities to improve that. Um, one is to connecting to the connection to Germantown, uh, except for except for building a 700-foot bridge, that was the easy part, uh, connecting to Germantown because it's, uh, it's so um, directly across from what we're doing. So uh, building that, that pedestrian bridge was a, obviously a big piece of that connection to Germantown. And so 
the heart of that great neighborhood will be directly connected to ours and vice versa. And then we start to really look at uh, what, uh, what kind of a existing connections we can uh, connect to and, and tap into to create, a, make a bigger impact on what we're doing. So we started looking to the Cumberland River Greenway. You know, how, how can we do that the, the, the simplest way with the most impact and the most direct way? And you kind of start to see, you know, there's a, there's a 1.35 mile um, greenway that we can connect to. Then you start to look, okay, if we expand that down to the stadium and then across the pedestrian bridge on some existing trails, existing uh, green and park infrastructure, you know, this starts to start building some momentum, right? This is, this is good stuff. This is the, the, the kind of the loop kind of thing and the trail system that we're looking for. Uh, and with existing, you know, you know, this could be, this could change over time with some of the developments along the river on that side. But for right now, there's at least a, a, a green you can connect through existing uh, infrastructure, existing greenway trails and park system to create you know, what we always, we've been calling the Nashville downtown loop around the river. So that, that's something that was really important to us. And as, as the property and the project develops in its overall state, you know, that just expands even more and it connects to, you know, Shelby Bottoms and it connects uh, to, um, over to Katy Hill and Metro Center and it starts to really be, you know, we, we kept calling this like the hole in the donut over time and so you connect here you're able to connect other neighborhoods to each other so then we started saying okay so now we know how many people that we're talking about and how many people we might have access to and might be our audience but who are these people right so you start to really go into a deeper dive into um, who are these people what are their lifestyles like what do they need what do they want uh, what are they looking for? And so we start to uh, look at surrounding tapestries of potential residents and, and employees and people who use the project. And so this is kind of that um, cross-section of, of the types of people in age groups in, uh, you know, understand a little bit more about them because it's really all about how people use And we start to see, okay, what's the lifestyle like uh, of the young professionals that we're, that we're talking about, that are in this um, group that we've identified? What are they like? What are they, what are, what are they buying? What, why, where do they want to live? How do they want to work? All of those things, we, we, we really look at those things. And then the older professional, what are they looking for? Are, they, are there people that are maybe retired that are moving back into the city? and lifestyle and be close to things like like we all are hearing all over the place so you have to take a look at some of those things and then once you figure that out then you say okay what's available to those groups now and where are the gaps you know where where are we missing the mark what can we do better where we need to improve and you can quickly see just by doing a park facility um, just inventory that there is a massive void of that kind of space 
around the river specifically, but around the River North property. So one of our big things was how do we improve on that? So uh, the amenities that are um, in, in uh, the amenities that are included or, or have people have access to within those parks, we, we take an inventory of that. So we, we try to figure out what, what's available and then what's not available. What's missing? What, what activities uh, are popular and people are wanting access to that? Wh where's the void? Where's the gap? So things like this is kind of what we go through to figure out, okay, in entirety, in a perfect world, um, all of the park space uh, in the riverfront, um, there are a lot of different, um, unique, to Nashville anyway, activities, programs, facilities that uh, we could offer. And, and that's kind of the process that we were going through. And then the last thing that uh, I wanted to share with you is the, the big component. The buildings that are associated with uh, the River North development uh, are, uh, are very important. That's, the where, that's where everything kind of happens and that's, that's the big investment and that's where people get to live. And, that's where the offices are, and that's where the blue shops and restaurants are. So um, there's 12 acres, and I'll show you a little more detail on that. It's essentially this part on the along the river, which is maybe most exciting in itself because um, the very first phase of development gets to happen along the river. So that's a big deal, and. Uh, they're not, you know, saving the best for last kind of thing. It's a, it's an exciting piece, uh, the most activated piece of this project, at least in phase one, uh, and it gets to happen along the river. So that's a, that's a, that's a great thing. So the ultimate vision of uh, at least the phase one of phase one, as we kind of call it. Uh, is uh, a you've probably seen in the paper, or maybe you've seen it on the the news or, or whatever, but um, it's a company called uh, MRP Realty um, in out of DC and Creek Lane uh, Capital, uh, and they have partnered together to buy this um, 12 acres and develop this into uh, uh, the first phase that's along the river. So they have a they have a great opportunity there, and they're very excited about it. But it's essentially um, the first phase is 610 residential units uh, and at 89, almost 90,000 square feet of retail uh, and then 50,000 square feet of creative office. And I'll show you a little bit about that, but um, and that adaptive reuse of that building is a big piece of that. Uh, that's a, a really cool um, commercial and uh, market kind of opportunity that that I'll show you some cool stuff about in a second. Um, High-end amenities for the ground floor, um, active uses, um, and the residents that will be there. Um, now, they might kill me for saying this, but at least the goal for the developers are to begin construction uh, next spring in 2020. Um, I keep hearing that's a, that's, uh, there's constant um, angst about that, so there's a hurry up uh, involved there. 
so uh, I'll probably have to leave early to go to a meeting. But, um, so, the, and then to deliver those first 610 units um, and with the retail and, and everything um, in the fall of 2021. So, to us as a consulting group and residents of, uh, of the city, um, we started back when it was a, a master plan, when it was an idea in someone's head that we were trying to flesh out, right? Now it's real, uh, there's real buildings happening, there's real permitting that's happening, there's real infrastructure that's about to start breaking ground. So now uh, it's even more intense and it's more real and exciting um, to, to be a part of. Real quickly, the, the whole, I'm dangerously teetering on architecture right now, but um, the, the, the placemaking aspect of what the architecture team uh, is, uh, is currently going through on the first phase is a lot about placemaking. This is a very unique space, especially the adaptive reuse. And so they're not taking that lightly. So uh, they're, they're really talking uh, and, and, and planning and designing around uh, making some great places uh, on the river. Uh, from from the, the lifestyle, the connected lifestyle, to the, the really great public spaces, uh, into a retail destination kind of perspective too. Um, we were very uh, intentional about trying to incorporate some of the history of the site. It is a working waterfront, and there's a lot of things that are really cool about that. And early on, we visited. Um, cities like Portland and Vancouver and a lot of the working industrial kind of waterfronts uh, around the country to get you know some inspiration and some ideas from them. Uh, so just making sure that that the aesthetic that was uh, that is uh, implemented uh, on the project is is honest and it does have uh, a little bit of that working waterfront history to it. There's a couple of uh, precedents for some of the buildings that we've been studying as you can kind of see um, a little bit of some of these waterfront warehouse type developments that have been done in other cities that have been fantastic and, and very successful and so we're, we're trying to take a look at some of the impacts that these kinds of facilities can have on a project in a, in a, in a growing uh, district basically so you can kind of see a little bit of the plans for reusing some of the warehouse. I mean, this warehouse is 25 feet you know, tall, the ceilings, it's very well constructed. They're going to take pieces of this building out and create breezeways and courtyards and, and do a lot of great, great creative stuff with the building itself uh, to create, transform it into something like some of these images. This is actually one in DC that uh, the Santa architects had worked on. But you can kind of see the old warehouse that was um, really dilapidated and, and uh, neglected and how it transformed into some of the great spaces um, that, uh, that, that people visit and, and love about some of the DC area, the, the growth in some of the DC areas. This one's actually pretty near the Nationals um, 
baseball stadium down on the on the river there. I hate to say that because I'm a big Cardinals fan, but I'm still upset about the Nationals uh, right this second. But uh, that area now is actually really uh, growing. It's a really vibrant uh, part of town. And then you can see a little bit of what they're what they're thinking through on the retail side um, with some great spaces uh, along the water, really focusing. And that's a unique thing about this um, project is every phase along the river um, is, is being designed to orient buildings toward the river. I mean, you, don't, you just don't have that opportunity very often here. So anytime you have a, a linear park along the river, you combine that with buildings that are being developed and built right on the edge of that and how all of their design work focuses on the river, it's very powerful. I mean, that's a very impactful way to live along the river and shop and, and eat and, and work along the river. And these are a couple of renderings uh, that the guys at Insler have provided. Um, you might have seen these already, but just uh, you can kind of see uh, the kinds of spaces and the kind of activity that we're talking about uh, in this first phase, uh, kind of along uh, this uh, riverfront building. You can kind of see how they're planning to maybe take a little bit of that skin away, expose some of these big uh, metal uh, trusses and create unique spaces uh, within that building. Now people could use the riverfront. And then maybe internally, kind of how you know, this these spaces and these buildings might be oriented uh, to each other and to the public spaces and into the streets. We hope you enjoyed hearing from today's speaker. Now, on to some questions. How do you foresee that there'll be a way to incorporate access for paddlecraft, canoes, kayaks, stand-up paddleboards in terms of getting in and out of water at that site, parking, loading, unloading, leaving cars for a period of time, up and down the river, so forth. The idea about this, the idea thing about this spot here is there's plenty of parking to relatively easy access up and down the track to load and unload boats to some place to leave your vehicles. You anticipate that that can happen here? We're we're trying. We're looking into it. You know, if we if we can solve the way to get down to the the water at the low time of the year. I mean, it's not as big of an issue when the water is high and, and that the vertical difference isn't as much. So at the very least, we're trying to figure out how to land a, uh, a transient boat or a kayak or a paddleboard or a canoe or a water taxi or something like that. We're trying to figure out how to do that um, in an efficient way, uh, at least, at least at first phase of that, we 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 are the, the overall goal is to be able to use the river and do some of those things all along the edge. That's the that's the idea. In in different spots, you know, we're trying to figure out number one where the best spot to do that is, and two, well, how to go about doing that and how to build that and engineer that. Hi, um, congratulations. Um, are you going to allow commercial opportunities um, of this area? And so, a two-part question: Will Metro Parks have any um, authority over it, or is it fully privately uh, managed? 
So the question was about um, commercial outfitting on the on the park itself and in the development, and then at parks, metro parks, how they were going to be involved. So the second part of that is the entire 3.8 acres and all of the rest of the riverfront eventually will be deeded over to Metro Parks. So they'll, they'll own the, the, the riverfront park and Greenway and all of those things. And so um, as far as that goes, they'll be, they'll be very involved in managing and operating and programming. The first part was absolutely, I think the, the developers, or at least this first phase and future phases, uh, are very interested in local uh, and, uh, and, and commercial outfitter kind of kind of opportunities. Um, so yes, I think I think that would be, and they're not there yet, but they're getting there. They're starting to have those conversations with retailers and stuff like that. So. Can you explain a little bit more about the um, the percent difference between your residential spaces between condos and apartments and hotels? So the question was the breakdown in types of residential uses and uh, hospitality and different kind of uses. So at least the first phase of this it's all going to be apartments, right? So there's 610 apartment units in the first phase. There's 89,000 square feet of retail, which is going to be probably food and beverage, um, ancillary retail, that uh, and shopping um, for the residents and for the people who are working there. And then on top of the, there's there's a piece of the riverfront building that they'll be building up uh, a couple of floors to create uh, more creative office space. So there'll be 50,000 square feet of office space there uh, included in this first um, 12 acres. And as far as the, the future, um, that's kind of unknown, but they're, 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 they've talked about um, more office space, more for sale units, more um, opportunities for different kinds of commercial than just food and beverage. And so they're talking second and third phases of this. Um, and then um, the MRP uh, guys are um, in very interested in their next building being on the office. So they're, they really want to incorporate more office space into this um, because of, of uh, you know once you get this started and start building this momentum i think that's going to just uh, take care of itself has the phase one developer committed to build the bridge and fund it and if so when if you if they break ground in the spring of 2020 when is that program and so, when, would it, when, when would it be opening and begin to impact Germantown? right so the uh the the optimal uh, answer of that to the developer is that the funding will be appropriated for the bridge uh, next year. Um, so it will be probably two years before a bridge would actually be built. Uh, so the, the funding and, and everything for the, for the bridge itself um, hasn't been appropriated yet. We don't know exactly. It's not in the spending plan yet, but that's in the works for uh, for hopefully next year. 
Actually, I'm embarrassed that I forgot to talk about that, but <laughs> this, this entire project, the River North project, um, uh, is going through the lead for neighborhood development certification. Um, and uh, there are certain requirements for green buildings uh, and lead certified buildings associated with that designation. So uh, I do know that um, they are, they are <coughs> The phase one developers are planning to have uh, at least one um, lead building there. If not, I don't know how many else, but I know that I think a requirement uh, for every phase of development, uh, for every project, they take a look at that and, and uh, decide what that requirement actually is. But yes, the, the, the sustainability of the lead uh, certified uh, Construction and buildings are a big part of this. So I really appreciated your initiative to look at the surrounding areas and think about the impact on the neighboring communities. But I did notice that the one existing connectivity from Cowan to Bashi to World Baptist, you didn't mention, and there are communities just west of Katy Hill that will be impacted by this development. And historically, they're minority communities and they have an abundance of affordable housing right now. So I wondered how you were going to incorporate in that 610 units affordable housing. That's a great question. Um, I, uh, I know that those discussions are being had with the developer that's building these buildings. I don't know the, the exact makeup of affordable units versus uh, for uh, you know, at market rates and stuff like that, but I know that discussions with the city are going on. Um, and I think you know, they, they, they know that that's a big part of uh, the initiatives that are here in, in Nashville now. Uh, I don't know exactly how they're going to handle that right now because they, they haven't figured that out just yet, but I know that they're having those discussions. I know that's something that's important to them. I just don't know uh, how. I haven't been in those discussions, so I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to address it. But um, to answer your connectivity question, um, this whole connectivity thing was much bigger than a phase one uh, connectivity across the river to Germantown, right? So, like what she was saying is this connection here, this is existing Calvin Street that comes through, and it, it, it connects uh, to Katie Hill and, and Vashti and, and Baptist World. One of the long-term, I don't know exactly when this makes it into uh, the, the capital improvement plan or when this would actually be done. But one idea is to uh, build a new uh, access drive that um, actually come hit. We're trying to see if we can use uh, TDOT right of way for it, at least on that side, and build a, uh, a new connection instead of having to go through the neighborhood 
uh, and connect under the bridge, building a new uh, roadway that really just kind of bypasses a lot of the neighborhood. So that that's one uh, thing that we're talking to Public Works and PDOT about is uh, is the way to do that. The other the other major connection uh, in the long long term overall plan is a connection across the interstate at Cleveland Street. Uh, connection, and then this is things that are potentially far into the future. But overall, you know, maybe another connector bridge across to uh, the metro offices and, and on Cement Plant Road, and then maybe another pedestrian connection across to Gray Street. And there's, and there's a connection that is planned for Oldham Street, which is over here, to connect through uh, and be, be more directly connected so you can get back out to First Avenue. My concern is with the voting. The voting. The harbor is along the river. The one thing is, if you build a harbor like that, you narrow the river, the river, which means it floods they're that much higher. It's not just 25 feet you've got to work out. It's 40 feet you've got to work about. That's, that's right. And, and the, the harbor idea was an idea that was, was uh, uh, considered early on. And when we studied the hydrology and everything on the river, that was just really going to be really hard to do. you got to build it into the property. That's exactly And put gates in. So what we're working with, uh, with the Coast Guard and the Corps, is there's a, um, get ready to go to sleep. There's a, there's a 300 foot channel that we have to maintain uh, an opening that's 70 feet above normal pool of the river. Right? There's, a, there's a zone in this river we cannot uh, build anything in, we can't uh, uh, prohibit any, we can't build any structures within. So um, those are some of the constraints that we're dealing with on the bridge is, uh, you know, making sure that number one, the fluctuation in the river uh, that we, that doesn't impact what we're doing. And two, making sure that this river functions like uh, it's intended, at least from the Coast Guard standpoint, it's intended to function. Take one more question. Um, since the river is a key part of its um, proposal, are you planning any group like a river ecology center or a nature center, something that would draw people to learn more about the river and you know, maybe you know, the, the actual life of this area? Um, that's a great question. The question was mm -hmm. about any kind of uh, educational and ecological components in, uh, to the riverfront. And absolutely, uh, that's something that um, we have been um, talking about as an internal design team. Is how do we, how do we, number one, how do we, how do we use this project to um, positively impact the river, and to educate people that might not otherwise know how this river functions or the ecology of this of the river itself. How do we do that? So those ideas are floating around. Um, that's going to be, and that's kind of some of the stuff we're talking about with parks. 
is how to do that. Um, I know that uh, there there are some ideas that have been uh, that we've been approached with uh, that are very interesting. I know parks are going to have a lot to say about what parts of that we can do, but it's it's absolutely something uh, that we're um, that we feel like is is important and passionate about. Is we're going to do some great public park and green space, um, especially along the river. We need to be doing some things that uh, that we can educate people about. We can do, you know, there's a lot of invasive species on the sides of these banks. Um, how do we, how, whatever we do uh, is an improvement to some of these areas along the river. We need to be able to tell people, um, just like the deep bay stuff, you know, just like how we're trying to improve and not um, take away from ecology and sustainability and the environment and the river itself. We really want to try to figure out how to do that. So, um, yes, that's, that's, that's some of the stuff that we're thinking about. Too. All right, well, please, please join me again in thanking Hal for being here. We hope you enjoyed hearing from this week's speaker. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about River Talks, please visit cumberlandrivercompact.org. We hope to see you at our next River Talk in Nashville, Tennessee.